Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar will produce, as he just produced our On Deck show, with uh, Jeff Cardozo and yours truly. Uh, it is now going to be my pleasure to begin the show uh, talking to Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. Of course, the Gators getting set to host the Super Regional with South Carolina this weekend. Sully, thank you for taking time. Uh, let's go back to last weekend, Sully. You guys come back. Uh, that had to feel good. What were some of the keys for you in, in getting those wins and in, in, in advancing this far? Well, it all started with Hurston on on. On, on the on the morning game, and he you know obviously gave us seven innings, and then obviously Cade on Sunday night you know gave us another seven, which it really preserved our bullpen, and then obviously Ryan did a great job on Monday, you know to give us five you know five innings of scoreless ball, and you know but that it, it all started on, on on the on the first game with Hurston, you know him him being able to you know go go seven strong against UConn, and like I said, preserve our pen. You know you mentioned something, and and I think people sometimes don't understand this that. I don't care if it's Sandy Koufax. Some days you're going to go out there and not have your best stuff. And maybe Slater didn't have, quote, his best stuff, but he certainly pitched his way into effectiveness, didn't he? Well, you know, it was a really difficult weekend to hit. And, and I'm sure everybody saw that. We hit some balls hard yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. Didn't have a whole lot to show for it. But, you know, the, the whole mess was, was to Ryan. Obviously, he'd, he'd been used twice to, um, you know, during the weekend, 15 pitches apiece in each outing. And, it was really the, the whole message was just, just pitch to contact, and we'll play defense behind you. But just, you know, just go as hard as you can for as long as you can, and then we'll give you some help. And obviously, we're probably realistically looking at like three or four innings out of them. We got five, and probably got a little greedy there. We ran him back out there in the sixth. He gave up the leadoff hit to uh, Harrelson, but you know, he pitched to contact. And we played really good defense. You know, Sully, it's a long year. We all know that. And how many times have we looked at, you know, the starting lineup on day one isn't the starting lineup in game 60 or whatever it is. But Sheikoffer's played a little bit. You've moved Langford to center. Evan's got a chance to play. So the, the, the message to anybody like that is stay ready because you never know when you're going to get your opportunity, and they've gotten them. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much at this point, you know, we're playing matchups. And um, obviously, you know, Michael's role has changed just a little bit over the last week or so as far as coming in late in the game on defense. But, you know, Richie's got some experience, and, you know, we went with the splits on, on Monday, and, like, right-handers were hitting, I think, um, just under 300, about 280, and lefties were hitting about 339. So we went with Richie and just went with the numbers. But, yeah, he's played some really good defense. He made a really nice play towards the line the other day, and he's given up some good at-bats, too. I'm glad you mentioned defense, Sully, because sometimes I think fans, you know, they, they look at home runs or, you know, ERA – but not defense, and you've had some teams here that were really good defensively. How do you rate this team? Well, I, I think right there with them. I mean, obviously it all starts up the middle with BT and, and Josh and um, and Kate a second. Kate made an unbelievable play on Monday to start the game. That could have, and I, I didn't bring that up in the post game, but in retrospect, looking back, that could have changed the whole, you know, you know, the, the whole feel for the game. I felt like whoever had a chance to score first um, would certainly have the upper hand, and and Kate's play there. You know, to start the game on Monday was a was certainly a, a play that um, may have gotten overlooked. But when you look at the, the grand scheme of things and how the game went, it was a really big play at that moment. 
uh, Rivera came back, BT came back, and, and I think for what we're seeing right now is what they came back for. I, I know you like this. You were very close to last year's team, Sully, but you got to like this team a lot in, in the character and what they've shown so far, do you? Yeah, I do, and I think I think us going through a loser's bracket, although it was very, you know, intense and that type of thing, but I do think that's going to help us moving forward. And like I said, we got an older group for the most part. The core um, of the players you just mentioned are older; they've been there. But to, to go to go through the loser's bracket and do it the hard way, I think is only going to give us even more confidence moving forward. A lot of fans will look at well, you know, Florida's played South Carolina already, uh, but th- your team is different. Their team is different. Is that a fair statement, or do, do you see any difference in when you play them the first time, except for the you know the wins and the losses type thing? I mean, you know, I don't think the the, the result of what happened uh, in the middle of the year at South Carolina has any bearing on how this thing's going to go this weekend. You bet. We're a different. Team. They're a different team. We didn't have our you know Neely that weekend. I think we were we were a little off personality wise. To be honest with you, I think there was a lot of head scratching going on and how we we're able to celebrate or not celebrate um, according to what happened with Brandon against, against Georgia. So no, we're, we're a confident bunch and um, I know they'll come in here confident. It should be no different than anything we've been through the whole year um, in a, in a three game series against anybody in our league. So it should be very competitive. And um, obviously we're, we're, we're excited about the opportunity. Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan joining us live here on sports scene. Gators getting set to host the supers here this weekend. Sully, post-game, um, you know, we've known each other a long time, and, I, and you know, you've gone through some years when, you know, everything went right. You had great talent. You got to Omaha, and you, you kind of alluded to it in the post-game. Like, I don't want to say take it for granted, but okay, we got there. But there's now, I think, a sense of renewed uh, accomplishment in what these teams, uh, you know, have done here lately. Can you discuss that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I, I I went pretty much in depth a little bit on that on on Monday after the game, that from from a personal standpoint, you know, I've got a different outlook on things than maybe I had five, seven, ten years ago, and 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 appreciate um, maybe a little bit more of the accomplishments that we've had, and it's been been four years or so since we had an opportunity to get in this position again, and I think from from me personally, Steve, I I I, I truly do appreciate the effort and the work that that the players and the staff have put in to put us in this position and I think when you get on a run like we did in 2010 through 12 and 15 through 18 I think you have a tendency to take things for granted and and don't really understand how difficult like getting to this point really is regardless of how good you are so yeah from it's very satisfying and I'm glad we have an opportunity to you know to to advance and, and, and play for a chance to get back to Omaha last question for you um you know pitching can be certainly up and down but it looks like now you know, we talked about at the beginning of the year. Remember, well, the bullpen and fans or the bullpen isn't doing whatever. Well, that's all come into form now. Do you think right now, from a pitching staff perspective, Sully, and roles and all of that, this is exactly where you need to be at this point? Yeah, yeah. It just takes us some time um, to figure out what the roles were. I think there was a lot of stuff that went into it early in the year. Who can start an inning? Who, who, you know, who can handle coming in in the middle of an inning? Um, who are the three or four guys out of the pen that will that can bridge the gap to get to Neely? Um, it just took some time. But, you know, over the course of a, a year, you know, you, you keep grinding this thing out and you figure it out. You try different things. Some things work and some things don't. But they, they certainly have started to come together here the second half of the year as far as both. And uh, great to see all those fans in the stands, isn't it? Oh, it was awesome. A great weekend. And I'm, 
I'm already I'm already fired up about Friday night. It should be an electric <laughs> crowd, and uh, you know, it, you know, and it's just uh, you know what what a beautiful stadium we have, and and to, and to be able to put ourselves in position, you know, for the fans to appreciate, you know, our our team and and support them has been you know nothing short of of you know greatness. It was, it was a really really good weekend. Look forward to next weekend. Yep, no doubt, Sully. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, and uh, good luck this weekend. All right, thanks, Steve. You got it, man. Kevin O'Sullivan, Gator baseball coach, joining us live here on Sports Scene. Uh, as the day goes along today, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk some college football with you. And I'm going to talk to him. Um, uh, all of a sudden, there's expansion talk again. It had been kind of dormant, um, but now you know, there are reports the Big 12 is looking at UConn. Uh, maybe look at a Gonzaga. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. And then uh, Greg McElroy uh, from the SEC Network is going to join us to talk about the SEC's decision to, to play an eight-game league schedule, his thoughts on that, uh, and what might lie ahead uh, after that. So that's what's coming up today. Twelve twelve time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Hirsch. In college softball, the World Series starts tonight as Florida State faces Oklahoma in a rematch of the 2021 World Series. First pitch is scheduled for 8 p.m. The Florida Gators track and field team is in Austin, Texas for the NCAA Outdoor Championships today, and the men and women will look to repeat an outdoor sweep as national champions. The first event begins at 7.32 p.m. tonight. According to reports, Lionel Messi has agreed to join Inter-Miami and will be playing in the MLS this summer. And finally, the Tampa Bay Rays face the Minnesota Twins in Game 2 of their series today after a 7-0 win yesterday. Sean Armstrong gets the nod against Pablo Lopez, and you can catch live coverage here starting at 6 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ryan Hirsch. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to talk directly to all of you Florida healthcare workers out there, or if you know somebody who is in the healthcare industry. Everybody wants to save money, and I've got ways for you as a healthcare worker to save money, and it's pretty simple. Just switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years, My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. It's right here in Gainesville, and you can save in a lot of different ways. For example, if you have high credit card interest rates, well, My HCFCU can help you. They've got a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. If you're looking to buy a new vehicle and need a car loan, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used cars because used car rates are typically higher at other institutions. And they have an option where you can get your paycheck up to two days early. Money in your pocket early? That sounds like a good thing. I've been a member for over 30 years. They've been great for me. They'll be great for you as well. To find out more about my Healthcare Federal Credit Union, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. The year's almost half over, and you're still dealing with that knee or hip pain. Enough is enough. Pills and surgery aren't the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pain. You can do all those summer activities you used to enjoy. 
QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right into your achy joints so your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. This treatment is revolutionary. Patients across America are having life-changing results, and there's no drug, surgery, or downtime. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, you need to stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Learn how the latest advances in regenerative medicine can give you your life back. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss. And there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel mowers and blowers to trimmers and chainsaws, our AK homeowner system of battery-powered equipment has a range of tools dad is sure to love. Visit your local steel dealer and save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Now just $149.99. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Was $199.99 MSRP. Set includes AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger. Offer valid for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. The Gators. It is a swing and a miss. He got him. And the Gators got themselves a Gainesville Regional Championship for the first time since 2018. The Gamecocks. <laughs> A trip to Omaha is on the line. Coverage of the Gainesville Super Regional begins Friday evening at 5.55. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, after a relatively dormant period, uh, all of a sudden, it looks like uh, they're talking again 
about expansion in college football. Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus covers college football. We're going to talk to him about this a little bit. Max, uh, it's it's kind of uh, cyclical. Uh, you know, all of a sudden it's really in vogue to talk about expansion. It dies and then it, you know, resurrects here. So let me ask this. There's all these rumors about the Big 12 wanting to get Colorado, wanting to get Arizona, you know, Connecticut, maybe Gonzaga in basketball. How real is this? But and it and that's that's A and B. Doesn't that have to wait until the Pac-12 gets a new television deal? Yeah. And first of all, Steve, thanks so much for having me sure. on. And yeah, exactly. It is the expansion has become like the new storyline of college football. And you know, SEC obviously adding Texas and Oklahoma uh, next year, and the Big Ten adding US, USC and UCLA. All of a sudden, these other conferences are looking at that and, saying, and kind of panicking a little bit. And it's like, okay, we got to make sure you know that we can basically stay alive here. So, yeah, Pac-12, the new TV deal is a big, big storyline right now for college football. They're desperately trying to hang on to the elite schools that they have left, like Oregon, like Washington. Uh, and, yeah, the Big 12 is already making moves, too. Big 12 obviously losing its two premier programs in Texas and Oklahoma. So they're adding four really good group of five programs to kind of mitigate those losses a little bit in Cincinnati, UCF, uh, BYU and Houston. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's the new storyline of college football, and and I could see a lot of conferences trying to desperately add schools just to kind of stay alive as the Big Ten and SEC kind of become the two power conferences of college football. You know, it's funny because if you look at the Pac-12 this year, arguably, arguably, it, it's one of the top two or three conferences in terms of the teams in the league. There's some really good teams in the league, but for those who maybe don't know, when is the drop-dead point? Like, when does the Pac-12 find out? Isn't it later in the summer where they figure out what the TV deal is going to be? Yeah, it should be later in the summer, and hopefully it's going to come pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely are trying to get this deal done as quickly as possible because, like you mentioned, I mean, the Colorado is looking at uh, rejoining the Big 12. Obviously, they left the Big 12 to join the Pac-12. Now they might go back again and join the Big 12 again. So, yeah, they're desperately trying to get this deal done as quickly as possible so that they don't only lose schools like Arizona and Colorado and Utah and schools like that. They also you know, don't want to lose some of their biggest programs they have left in Oregon and Washington. So, yeah, this deal should happen hopefully pretty soon for the Pac-12, and they're desperately, desperately trying to get this deal done pretty soon. Uh, a lot's been made of the SEC's decision, and they're going to have their reveal uh, next week about you know who's going to play whom but if the SEC is the bully on the block, Max, why not play another league game? I, I don't understand that. What, do you, what is your thought process in terms of what the SEC's decision was? It, it all comes down to money, Steve, honestly. I, that's the whole big reason why they're not playing the ninth game. They're trying to milk uh, more money out of that ESPN deal right now. And so, yeah, they, they announced that they're going to you know, not play with divisions in 2024. They're going to play an eight-game conference schedule. They voted, honestly, unanimously on that front, too. So, yeah, they're, they're in, especially in 2024, you think about it, you know, that's a 12-game or 12-team, excuse me, college football playoff. And they're looking at that and saying, okay, you know, if we get another conference game, that introduces a greater chance for another loss. 
and the SEC is kind of looking at it and saying, okay, we want to get as many teams in the playoff as possible, so maybe instead of playing another conference game, we'll play a non-conference game against you know maybe a not-so-great team. That way we ensure that more teams have better records. So, yeah, right now, I think a nine-game schedule is inevitable. I think it really, though, it just comes down to when ESPN is willing to put up another 60 to $80 million in that deal. And I think that it's going to happen soon. Uh, it's just a matter of when ESPN is willing to pony up more money for them. Max Chadwick joining us here from Pro Football Focus, talking college football. Interesting that I, I'm not sure Greg Sankey was the one who's pushing this, but Nick Saban uh, and a bunch are in Washington today to lobby uh, members of Congress for federal legislation for NIL regulation, which I think is a wonderful idea. But I don't know what comes of this. I I don't know if this is more symbolic, because I don't know that Congress wants any part of this. What are your thoughts with this? Yeah, obviously Nick Saban has been one of the most outspoken people about NIL and how there needs to be massive, massive changes to NIL, because yeah, I know. We see. We talk about this a ton. It's it's basically the wild, wild west right now in college football, where uh, schools are just shelling out these big deals to land top recruits and top transfers and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, Nick Saban. I know he he even mentioned in an interview that you know he's like it basically has become college football free agency, except for that there's no salary cap. Whereas in the NFL, every single team has the same amount of money to play with. College football, that's not the case right now. You know, there are a lot of schools that are in these big cities that can afford to bring in these superstar players. You look at what USC has been doing recently. they got Jordan Addison coming in from Pitt. Caleb Williams obviously coming in. Uh, they just got a Georgia defensive lineman, Bear Alexander, who showed off his really nice L.A. apartment. So there's these really big schools and big cities that have a ton of money to play with. Meanwhile, the smaller schools that don't have that much money are kind of struggling on that front right now. So, yeah, Nick Saban is, uh, is kind of worried about it. And obviously, you know, he, he's, his big thing is that he kind of wants to introduce maybe a salary cap uh, in, a, in a sense, for some of these schools in order to you know, make sure it's more even playing field. Let me leave you with this, Max, because in, in my crystal ball, I've been saying this for a long time, this is what I think is going to happen. Whether they have NIL legislation from Congress or not, I think the time is coming when players will unionize, when there will be collective bargaining, and it will be just like you know uh, the, the, uh, the union in the NFL. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and honestly, Steve, that's a big story that's actually going on right now is that there is a boycott that's being talked about uh, among the college football players for the new EA Sports college football yes. video game. You remember EA Sports 10 years ago was putting out you know, college football video games every year. They had to stop because there was a massive, obviously, the O'Bannon versus NCAA lawsuit uh, that included the video game and saying, hey, you know, you're, you're putting out – uh, you know, Florida fans know they, they put out uh, number 15 Florida quarterback, and obviously everyone in the planet knows it's Tim Tebow. But EA Sports is saying, oh, actually, it's QB number 15. It's not actually Tim Tebow. He's got the same height and weight and everything. <laughs> uh, but now, but now you, know, you look at it, and now they're saying, okay, we'll, we'll make the players' likenesses in the game, and we'll pay every single college football player $500. Now, for a Marshall backup long snapper, $500 to be in a college football video game is awesome. For Caleb Williams, $500 is nothing. That's Trump change. So there's a lot of college football players now saying we might boycott uh, and, and kind of unionize in a sense and not let ourselves be in this video game, uh, especially for some of the biggest superstars in college football. Like $500 to, to, for them to use their licenses is kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting storyline. And I can see college football players 
unionizing on more issues in the near future, and they're already starting to do it with the new college football video game coming out. Great stuff, Max. Where can people see your work? Yeah, you can find it at pff.com, and also I host a show called Preferred Walk-On, which you can find uh, on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts. I'm talking to many of the top players in college football, so yeah, go check it out there. Appreciate your time, Max. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Steve. You got it. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, talking college football. We'll open the phone lines for you now. 1227 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chittlery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's key lime shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Cloud cover more widespread today compared to yesterday. Feeling hot and humid. Highs in the upper 80s to lower 90s. Showers will be more numerous as well. They'll start off near the Gulf Coast. Move inland and east during the afternoon and evening. A few storms could be strong. Damaging winds and small hail can't be ruled out from the strongest storm cells. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Lows tomorrow morning near 70. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Where do you think Spolstra's heading before it's all head said and done? Top five. All time. Eric Spolstra has three chips. He has two chips as a head coach, one chip as an assistant coach, and he's been to six NBA finals. I think Steve Kerr is in that conversation. And Steve Kerr obviously has championships, but I will say from an X's and O's perspective, Eric Spolstra is a better X and O's coach than Steve Kerr. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. 
We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We will open phone lines for you. 392-8255. You can also email srussell at wruf.com. I've had a day. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Florida's Cade Kirtland. He was named a freshman All-American. And Florida's had a freshman All-American in three of the last four seasons. He becomes the 48th freshman All-American in program history. Uh, Blake Purnell last year, if you remember. Uh, Okay. I I had a little time because it was a breaking story yesterday. And maybe if you're a duffer, uh, you can call me today because... I, I guess I'm having some heartburn with what the PGA Tour has done with Liv. To say people were shocked and stunned, I have texted, gosh, 10 people today uh, and can't get anybody to come on to talk about it for whatever the reason. But in part of the texting, it came out from a couple of different people that they were surprised because of where the money is coming from. Remember, the PGA said to its members, look where that money's coming from. Look, look who's giving you that money, where it's from, human rights violations, you know, all of that. You really want to be associated with that? Well, now, where's the money they're getting? Where's the money the PGA's getting in this settlement? Same place. Some would call that hypocrisy. I think it's hypocrisy 101, to be blunt. Now, maybe in the end... This will be better for golf. But the PGA did exactly what they told their players not to do. If anybody disagrees with that, please tell me. But it's as as plain as the nose on my face. Money talks. And the flip side of that coin is... If somebody, if you were, you know, on the PGA Tour and somebody offered you a ridiculous amount of money to go play golf, would you turn it down? Some did. But other big-name players did not. So if you have a thought about that, let me know. By the way, speaking of golf, congratulations to J.C. Deacon. He is the National Coach of the Year. Only Buddy Alexander has done that before for Florida. 
So he should be. I mean, they won the national championship. So, yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, Jim says, is there a 10-run rule in effect in Super Regional games? No, it is not in effect. If you remember last year, you know why I say that, when South Alabama played Florida. So, no, it is not uh, in effect. Have you seen the Jaguars' plans for their stadium of the future? Yep. That you could go online and see it now. And look, they're trying to transform downtown Jacksonville. We'll see what happens with that. Come on, folks. There's plenty to talk about here today. You want to talk about the Super Regionals, whatever. Tomorrow, an abbreviated show because of Ray's baseball. Uh, we're only going to be on until 12.30. Friday, we're going to preview the final leg of the Triple Crown. And uh, my friend Dick Girardi will be here for that. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Also, want to wish good luck to Gator Track. Uh, Mike Holloway's team uh, at the championships uh, in Austin, Texas. 23 Gator athletes are going, 14 women and 9 men. They qualified in 24 total events. The 30 entries, by the way, the second most in the nation. And that's part of the reason why they do well, because they've got uh, so many events that they're in. And I think people forget Florida is the defending champion, both men and women. Yeah, interesting. All right, let's bring Tony to the show. Tony, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, Tony. Golf thing. Real quick, whatever you guys did work as far as the uh, radio broadcast during the baseball game, it was coming in loud and clear, so I appreciate that. Okay, Good. Thank you. Yep, and thanks for letting um, us know. Because when, you know, when you're broadcasting a game, you don't hear that. You just hear what's in your headphones. So uh, it, it's good to get the feedback like that. You got it, bud. Um, listen, the Live Golf, quick question, Steve. The golfers that went to the Live, what penalties did they have? Were they able to compete in the majors last year? Yes. Okay, so what other penalties did they incur? Anything else? I Nothing? think they could – because the majors are – and, again, somebody can correct me here. There's something about the majors that differs from the other PGA – they couldn't play at other PGA Tour events, but they could well, play okay, in so some of the majors, as I understand it. Wow. So, basically, they took the money, and they could still play in the majors. They just couldn't play, like, in the in the Suzuki Open and, like, Trenders <laughs> or something. <laughs> right. Wow. Or, um, or, you so know, now, they couldn't play in the Byron Nelson Classic, or I, I think Mo Nicholas's Memorial would have been part of that, I think. Yes. Wow. So now they're they're allowed, obviously, full go to any tournament, obviously, now. Um, and they come back with a nice fat bank account. So my question to you is, what type of problems is, like, the Ryder Cup captain going to have making this, these team selections now? It's going to be... It's going to be tough, don't you think? I mean, I, there's going to be some hurt feelings, I would imagine, no? This is a terrible analogy, but it's the best one I can come up with, right? The Civil War. Civil War. <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? The country had to heal. I mean, there, there were people years and years and years after that conflict that still felt 
you know, whatever way they felt about it. I'm not suggesting it'll take that long for this, but uh-huh. in the short term, I, you know, th- things were said, right, about Correct. individuals, about, you know, the, where the money came from, et cetera. So what happens? Do they bury the hatchet, so to speak, and just, you know, go, or, or do some things linger? And I think that yeah. is a big question. Yeah, um, did the Euros have the same issue, or, or was it mainly American players? Did a lot of Euro players like go to the live? I don't know the numbers, um, no? okay. but I, I believe somebody who's into the sport can tell me this. But I believe when all this happened, uh, they were suspended from the PGA. They couldn't play in any PGA Tour events, and that's the key: PGA Tour events. And they couldn't gotcha. play, you know, the other tours that the PGA operates, they couldn't play in those as well. They couldn't play yeah. in the President's Cup. Uh, they couldn't uh, get points in the in the FedEx. That's gotcha. my understanding, and that's about what I know. Okay, yeah, because I'm one of those golf fans that likes to follow the majors, and I love watching the Ryder Cup. I really get into that USA stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting moving forward. It'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out all right steve thanks buddy. thank you tony appreciate it let's get james to the program hi james hey steve yeah i, I called in yesterday we talked a little bit about it and my phone uh my phone went dead on, on live uh, i just think this is this is going to be a fascinating soap opera to watch and uh you're right it was pga sanctioned events that they couldn't play in but i think where the pga really lost their leverage is when you know, started in the beginning this year when Augusta said, "No, we're going to invite all golfers." Right. And then, and then you know, and then the next, the next major is a PGA sanctioned major, and they're like, "Oh, we we got a better here too," you know, for TV revenue and everything in, in that case. So you know, it's almost like the NCAA, you know, before uh, NIL, like they, PGA kind of thought that they were going to hold on to this stuff, even though Liv wasn't getting ratings. They, they were making noise, and I think uh, something was probably on the horizon that they knew about, and they said, well, we better, we better go with the big bank account here and, and, and go with the, the live guys. And it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to be – I think the fan is definitely going to benefit from this. Um, I think you're going to see more, you know, atmosphere like the waste management open on some of those events, uh, especially, you know, to, to pull in the crowds and to pull in some of the big-name golfers and the up-and-comers, and then more team golf. I mean, who, who can't argue about that? So I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think what in the short term you are still going to see awkwardness, um, you know, who's paired with whom, what yeah. words were exchanged, you know, between those people. Uh, how do you get along in a, in a team golf concept? Uh, in the short term, that's going to be interesting to watch. I think like anything else, it'll wear out, you know, as time goes on. But in the short term, it's going to be kind of fascinating to see personalities if they still mesh all that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Rory, whoever his sports psychiatrist is, he better get a whole team together because <laughs> uh, Rory's going to – I mean, he already has some issues focusing on uh, – especially on Sundays. And, boy, if he gets matched with some of these guys that he said some not-so-nice things about, it's going to be interesting. It, it, I'm telling you, it's going to bring viewers back to golf, and uh, I'm interested in this. Hey, I had one other – well, one kind of – two other questions for you. Um, you got uh, Florida State versus Oklahoma tonight in uh, uh-huh. women's softball. Yeah. 
Uh, and you think that Florida State could probably pull one game off? Hopefully, yep. maybe. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I, I, as a Gator fan, I'm pulling for Florida State. I don't want Oklahoma to win three years in a row. I think that's the only reason there. Um, I, I did have one other question for you. Watching Tennessee women's softball, and I think they have this in a couple other sports, Tennessee women's, they have their own logo, and they have this light blue color that they use, and they even had light blue uh, uniforms, jerseys. Do you know of any other school that uses their own logo and a different color just for some of the women's sports? Uh, think about Gator football. They're going to wear black uniforms. They wore green well, uniforms, right? That's, that's, not, that's not uncommon. No, but this is this is like a logo that they've had for a long time with the the script "Lady Volunteers" within the logo, and they use this this alternate third color, but it's just for women's sports at at Tennessee. I just oh, I see what you're okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's certainly a school decision. I don't know if that's you know for every women's sport. I don't know the answer to that, um, but that's just a school decision to make, and I'm sure. You know, some schools want to make their women's programs stand out, you know, a little bit more. That's one way you can do it. Well, I think it's cool. I mean, that's what yeah, I do like too. I said, it's been around for a while. And I think it's pretty cool. I'm just surprised other schools don't do that. But, okay, just, just my thought. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank it. you for your call. Get Austin very quickly. Austin, hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I uh, want to kind of talk data baseball for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm uh, really happy with the way we kind of, came, got ourselves up, up off the mat, you know, after losing and uh, to Texas Tech that first game. But, um, you know, I think, you know, we're mature, more mature from last year. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of ask you about the pitching rotation for this weekend. Is Sully going to keep it the way it always has or, or, or split between, you know, Sprout and uh, um, I, I keep blanking on the guy's name. The, Waldrop? The sac- Waldrop, yeah. I would I imagine, kinda, I would imagine. Sprout would start Friday. I would it'd be Sprout, Waldrop, Caglione if needed. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, the other question is, um, I was wondering if you could sort of explain like the infield fly rule because I know that is that in effect still or? Oh sure, that's part. That's in the okay. rule book. Sure. Okay, and like because if like say we had a player that you know missed the ball like intentionally or you know just missed it, um, then the the runner would still be out, right? Or how would her? How does that work? Like the the hitter, the the, the batter's out. Okay, batter's out. Yeah, batter's out. Okay. So, so the catching of the ball is just a formality type thing. Yeah. In that situation. In other words, okay. the the actual definition of the rule, it's uh, a fly ball, which can be caught uh, by an infielder uh, with. In other words, ordinary effort, right? Um, and that's basically what the rule is, right? Runners can advance at their own risk. So let's say that the infield fly is behind first base. Mm-hmm. If the runner at second base wants to advance to third, he can do that at his own risk, but that is allowed. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, I was just kind of a little confused about that. But thanks for clearing that up, Steve, and go Gators. Okay, thank you. And remember, got to be less than two outs. Has to be runners on first and second or the base is loaded. Uh, and it can't be a line drive. It's got to be a pop-up. 
And again, the, the, the term I, I most like to use, you've got to catch it with ordinary effort. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Dwight, you're next. Talking NBA, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kaylin Sims. In MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will continue their three-game series against the Minnesota Twins tonight for Game 2. The Rays beat the Twins 7-0 in yesterday's game. Tune in here for live coverage of the game tonight at 6. The Florida Gators track and field is in Austin, Texas for the NCAA Outdoor Championships today. The Gators are eager to bring home the program's 14th national title as they close out their season. The first event starts tonight at 732. In college softball, Florida State will take on Oklahoma in the World Series tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 8 p.m. Lionel Messi has reportedly agreed to join Inner Miami and will be playing in the MLS this summer. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sim. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a while now about the good people at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They really do good work because they help at-risk young boys from troubled homes find their way back. And they do it through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles of any kind. Got a car you don't want, uh, a motorcycle you don't want, an RV, whatever it might be, consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It could be a boat as well. They take the vehicles, they fix them up, they resell them after they repair them, it teaches them real life skills. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donation is tax deductible. It goes a long, long way to helping these kids. To find out more about what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch does, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. We see some patients who come in and they have been in just so much pain for so long that they are just deflated. But that's about to change because QC Kinetics provides hope for relief using all new regenerative treatments that concentrate your body's own healing properties into aching hips, back, shoulders, and knees. And Dr. Suckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics, loves watching the patient transformations. One of the most amazing things is when I get to see a patient who, after a few months of our treatments, is just a completely different person. They are smiling and happy and the weight of the world is off their shoulders because we were able to take away their pain. And that's with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. It's just amazing to be able to change people's lives like that. It's very gratifying. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. 
So brand new again. This is this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Kevin O'Sullivan. If not, you can certainly uh, hear it again as we repost our program on social media. Uh, Dwight's going to talk some NBA. Dwight, hello. Hey, I thought I'd give you a little surprise today and talk about the NBA for a second. That is a surprise, yes. (laughs) Hey, I got a question about uh, Pat Riley. How would you rank his influence in the NBA? Because if you follow him just as a player and a coach, even running Miami, it's just incredible what he's been able to do. Oh, big time. I think I I think I saw a recent stat that he's now like involved in 25% of the NBA Finals. And even with the Knicks as a coach, he had them relevant. The NBA actually had a couple rule changes because of the defenses he was employing. So I think he's just, it's just been simply incredible what he's done. I, I agree. Uh, and, and I believe it or not, I, I think his accomplishments um, over, what, five decades, four decades, whatever it's been, uh, or maybe underappreciated a little bit. Yeah, um, I do too. I think he's got to be right up there at the top as far as influence in the NBA. Yes. I mean, he, he's been a terrific co- Obviously, a good player first. Um, uh, and he wasn't, you know, he won a championship, but I don't think he was a starter when he did. Um, right. I think he was a, a, a bench player then, but he still won a championship. And obviously, as a coach, we all know what he did. And in the front office, too. Yeah, I just this, I've been really impressed. I kind of followed him, but I just wanted to just get your opinion on you know his influence in the NBA and got to be pulling for the Heat because I, I know Haslam's not playing much anymore. But uh, if he can get one more, it's, what is the last year he's going to retire? So yep. got to be pulled. Go. No question. I hope he does. All right, I appreciate it. You Thank you, Dwight. Day. I appreciate your call. Yeah, you know it. The unfortunate thing about when Riley coached the Knicks, it's the same time Michael Jordan played. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty tough. Uh, Henry, hello. How you doing, Steve? Good. Hey, um, 
you think the Mets are going to be able to snap out of this? Uh, no. Most mediocre team money can buy. No. They're in. No, I don't. Um, yeah. You know, I, I said this last year. I thought when they hired Buckshaw Walter, it was a really good hire, and I still think it is. But something's wrong there. Something is just wrong. Uh, you know, I mean, like, look at last night. Alonzo hit the home run, and the Mets are not even a 500 team, and he's popping off, you know, throw it again, throw it again. Well, then the Braves hit a home run, and what'd they do? Throw it again, throw it again. You, you can't do that when you're playing the way you're playing. They've just underachieved, and, you know, there's some guys who are always going to be scapegoats there. Lindor is not having a good year. Uh, the the two big pitchers are doing okay, but okay is not good enough, and they're just mired in a funk, and I don't know what to do about it. Um, yeah, you know, I, because of that rain delay, that game was going past my bedtime. But I was just when I clicked over to it, um, the the you know brave Braves were crossing the home plate. Yeah, and they had you know they had had that four to one lead. Lindor right. and, and Pete Pete hit those homers, and then. And then the announcer said, you know, Buck, Buck couldn't get Carrasco out out of there soon enough. So he says that's what you're saying is he left him in there too long? No, I'm just saying in general with this team, there just seems to be a malaise here. And mm-hmm. the, the, the two big – who'd they get, you know, Scherzer and Verlander, you know, you, for the money you're getting and for their pedigree, they've just been okay. And part yeah, of that then, is because the Mets don't hit. Their run support isn't very good. And with those guys' age, I mean, they're like, they're like this is like a we need to win now. Thing. Yes, yes. I mean, look what happened no. to Jacob Degrom. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, the Mets got rid yeah, of him, and fortunately, he, he's injured again. Yeah, so. you're gonna have Tommy John again. So, mm. yeah, I appreciate. Oh, he's you. gonna have to have surgery. Yes, he's getting Tommy John. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm still. I got a hangover Mets fans from 1969 when I was watching them practically every day on a black and white TV in our basement in Jersey. Well, the problem is their <laughs> their success has yeah. been uh, uh, very sporadic and very spread out. Um, so let's hope they can fix this. And Henry, then, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, Jacob, be our final call of the hour. Jacob, hi. Hey, how are you, Steve? Good. Hey, just real quick, I am not the authority on Tennessee uh, women's athletics, but I was listening to Marty and McGee last weekend, and this came up. And the blue on the jerseys came up because when Pat Summit, Correct. apparently from, from one collar, because um, she had to find practice jerseys, so they are sort of respecting North Carolina for providing the practice jerseys that they were seeking because they didn't have any. So North Carolina did. Yeah, they had to, when, when, when Coach Summit was there, uh, they did have those blue accented jerseys. And they actually, to because it was the, it was the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and also as, a, as an homage to Pat Summit, they resurrected that blue and they've named it Summit Blue. Interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that, that's really good. Um, so I, 
obviously I'm a Gator fan. <laughs> I'm not a huge Tennessee fan, but I respect her immensely. She was a great head coach and what she did there in the Southeastern Conference and for uh, Lady Athletics in general. But that, that's interesting information as well. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Jacob. Um, top of the hour, Greg McElroy from the SEC Network is going to join us to talk about the SEC football schedule and all things college football. We'll then open the phone lines and uh, love the calls. Hope you'll keep them up. Uh, quickly, Mike says the PGA made a deal with the devil because of greed. Saudis brought down the Twin Towers and murdered a U.S. journalist. I'll never watch another PGA event. Tony says the majors run themselves, which I was kind of alluding to. Uh, the Masters, uh, USGA runs the U.S. Open. PGA runs the PGA Championship, the PGA of America. Uh, and then the Ryder Cup is run by the PGA of America, etc. Uh, and he said some Euro Tour guys did go to live Horsefield from Florida, uh, one of them. Thank you, Tony. And we'll thank you for joining us in Hour 2 coming up next, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Interest rates may be going up everywhere else, but at International Diamond Center, we've got the relief you need. We've slashed interest rates down to zero for five whole years. So you can get that $6,000 designer ring and pay just $100 a month. A $3,000 pair of diamond earrings, just $50 a month. Bands, bracelets, designer jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Buy now and spread your payments over five years without a diamond interest. It's the easiest and smartest way to buy. Now for a limited time at IDC. Get the lowest interest rate on the planet right now at International Diamond Center. 0% for five whole years. That's right. Instead of 7%, 12%, or 22%, IDC has rolled back to 0% interest financing. How about a $12,000 GIA certified diamond for just 200 bucks a month? Yep, all hand-picked diamonds are included in this incredible offer so you can go big. All fine designer jewelry, all colored gemstones, five years, zero interest financing. Now through July 2nd, only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point, unapproved credit. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of Bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Your taste buds will be best buds with Dr. Pepper Float Ice Cream from Bluebell. The rich taste of creamy vanilla ice cream swirled together with the one-of-a-kind flavor of delicious Dr. Pepper. Treat yourself to a pint or half gallon today. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, 
Take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell. There's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us. Hope you enjoyed Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan live with us as the Gators get set to host a Super this weekend with South Carolina coming to town. And again, if you missed the interview, you can certainly hear it as we will post uh, sports scene on uh, our social media platforms. You can hear the interview and also hear the interview with South Carolina's baseball coach uh, we did yesterday. Another interview you'll hear is the one we're going to do right now. You see him on the SEC Network and on ESPN covering college football. He is Greg McElroy. Greg, thanks for taking time. Welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Greg, a, a lot's been made, uh, at least you know here, about you know eight games, nine games, the decision that went into that. In your mind, why was the decision made to stay at eight games in 2024? Uh, I think – Mostly because they were trying to leverage ESPN into some more money, but as of right now, the Walt Disney Company and ESPN, they're not spending additional money on rights. There's already been kind of negotiated that there's that, at least been reported that there's no interest from ESPN in the Pac-12 rights deal right now. So everything right now, as far as rights, are, are kind of on a, at a bit of a standstill. And I think the SEC was trying to basically say, hey, ESPN, if you want nine games, you got to pay us more, uh, which would mean twelve, which would mean at least eight more games on the schedule with SEC versus SEC competition. Obviously, going from eight to nine, SEC versus SEC, there's 16 teams now, so you get eight more games on the schedule. Um, but I, I think that it's a short-term solution. A year from now, I think things could change drastically because they're really doing the fan a disservice by staying at eight. They've watered down their own product, which is never going to be a profitable business model moving forward. Uh, you want quality games in September, October, and November. Uh, and to be honest with you, there's not a lot of interest in the FCS games against SEC competition in November. So I, I think that this is a short-term solution because rivalries need to be protected, and the only way to do that is by incorporating the 3-plus-6 model, which would mean a nine-game conference schedule. Greg, there was some talk that some of the schools wanted eight. Uh, Kentucky comes to mind because, look, at Florida lately, you know, when they were in an Orange Bowl, they just they didn't care. But some schools care about going to a bowl game. Do you buy that argument at all? I don't think it has anything to do with bowl games. I think a lot of people have drawn that conclusion, and it's a fair conclusion to come to. But I think it has a lot more to do with how many teams will be vying for the college football playoff. Uh, if you listen to some of the athletic directors over the last couple of weeks, part of their decision-making process was, hey, we've kind of held up pretty well in the court of public opinion. People already have uh, and you know, a preconceived notion about how difficult the SEC is. So 
do you take a team that's ten and two, seven and one in the SEC up against a ten and two Big Twelve team that went eight and one in their conference? Then the SEC team will likely win out in a court of public opinion, or at least that's the way it's been in recent years. And I think they anticipate the status quo remaining the same. Uh, and that's why they ultimately arrived at this decision. Because if it's about bowl games, and we move to the 12-team playoff, y'all, I mean, bowl games to me are, they've already been watered down. Are they fun? Absolutely. Do I watch them? Of course, but I'm a hardcore. Uh, <laughs> I think, when, you know, the Citrus Bowl involving the sixth best SEC team is not the Citrus Bowl that you and I grew up with. Right. So I think bowl games have been watered down a little bit. And while it is important to play in the postseason, uh, I don't think that's ultimately why they arrived at the conclusion to go with eight. Uh, I think it has more to do with how many teams they might be able to get into the college football playoff because of the perceived strength of schedule that the SEC would play, regardless of whether they play eight or nine. Greg, uh, your old coach is in Washington uh, lobbying for Congress or somebody to help with NIL legislation uh, your coach Saban is persuasive, but I don't know how persuasive he's going to be to get Congress to buy into this. What do you make of all this? Well, I think it would take an act of God to get <laughs> Congress to uh, to agree on anything. Um, you know, political opinion aside, like not a lot's getting done in the swamp right now. You know, so uh, I I don't know uh, I don't know how much it's going to be beneficial, but I know that his you know his opinion and his relationships already with people that are in the Senate. Uh, will be valued as much as anybody else. And, and look, Coach Saban comes from an NFL background. Uh, he comes from a world in which if everybody's 8-8 eight and eight at the end of the year going into the final week of the NFL season then and everybody's still alive, that's a good thing. Uh, so I do think that while Coach, of course, wants to continue to compete for championships, I also think at the same time he believes in, co- in competitive balance. And while competitive balance in college football has never really existed, um, the only way that there's going to be sustained competitive balance, uh, uh, competitive balance in college football has never really existed. The only way that you could potentially create parameters that would be a little bit more competitive balance is by regulating NIL at a statewide level and across an entire portion of the country. So I think the push is to get the, the schools and the states that occupy the SEC footprint right now, the South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Bama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Kentucky, and Tennessee, and Arkansas, uh, if they can get those states in line to have the same rules, then there would be more competitive balance across the landscape of the SEC. I think as far as getting it implemented in all 50 states, uh, I think that's highly unlikely, at least at this point. Greg McElroy, our guest here, talking college football. Greg, I want to talk about uh, expansion because – it seemed, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. It seems dormant, and then, well, the Big 12 is looking at Colorado or you know maybe Connecticut or whatever. Um, let me get your thoughts on this, because doesn't this hinge on what the Pac-12 does with its TV deal? Am I incorrect in saying that? I think it does to a certain extent, um, but the Big 12's revenue share right now has already eclipsed the Pac-12. And based on some of the suitors right now that are going after the Big 12's rights, uh, that number is probably going to be somewhere between 20 and 25 million per school. And right now, the Big 12 is going to distribute, you know, 44 million, upwards of 50 
uh, if they hit some escalators this upcoming season. So um, really there's pretty big gap already that exists. I think a big part of it has to do with the grant of rights. The Pac-12 is going to have a difficult time getting any school to sign a grant of rights deal with the conference because they don't want to find themselves in the same situation that the ACC is in where the grant of rights is controlled by the conference until 2036 and all these schools are going to fall way behind financially because they're basically linked to to a deal that is just way too long in the grand scheme of things. So uh, I think, yes, the Pac-12's negotiations matter, but if you can set yourself up in the near term for better profits in the next five or six years, that would be advantageous to take a look at. All right, I'm going to end with some quick hitters with you, Greg. If they had trouble, you know, figuring out eight or nine games in the SEC, when the model comes to 3-6, do you think that's done now? Do you think the SEC in a boardroom has those teams and who they'll play already done? Yes. I can say with 99% certainty <laughs> that that model is already completely put together. Okay. Uh Three Peter. Now keep in mind, I live in Birmingham, uh, exactly. so I, I, you know, I do have some people on the inside that uh, have been <laughs> yeah. working on a bunch of different scheduling formats, and uh, I do think part of the reason why they ended up at eight too is because some of the coaches felt like their permanent crossover rivals were unfair. Um, for instance, Auburn, they have to play Georgia and Alabama every year as two of their three permanent crossovers. Those are the two best teams, maybe not just in the SEC, but in college football over the last nine years. So, I mean, think about how unequal that schedule is to the schedule that Ole Miss might have to play, who will play Mississippi State, Oklahoma, and Vanderbilt. So I think that the the fact that not all schedules were created equal is, is also part of the reason why there was some pushback. I'm going to end with this. Georgia is trying to do something that nobody's done since Minnesota did it like way back in the day. You played at a school where the expectation level was crazy, you know, from fans, media, et cetera. How much pressure do you think is on Georgia to three-peat, or is that even anything that's being thought about in the minds of Kirby Smart right now? Well, I think it's different. I think there's actually probably more pressure in the NFL because the guys are the same. Uh, in college, you have such a crazy turnover rate. Last year, Georgia's team was so hungry because so many of the guys that played pivotal roles last year were simply role players on the 2021 team. Yeah. So I think the turnover rate does create an innate hunger within guys because they also, you know, hey, I, I ran down on kickoff last year, but I didn't start on defense. Now I'm starting on defense. I want to win a championship, too. So I do think that that is a beneficial aspect of it, but sometimes there is an understanding amongst young players that, oh, well, the winning's going to continue. And, and winning is difficult, especially winning championships. You've got to have some breaks and you've got to have some balls bounce your way and you've got to have some things that are fortuitous to you uh, along the way. Um, so I, I think it can go both ways, but I really believe that it's hard to win three in a row in the NFL, not just because the teams are better, the players are better, and the parity is more significant. But because I think that when guys have already had a bite at the apple twice, the third time might be a little bit more difficult to rally and actually get. So um, I, I think Georgia's got, obviously got a ton of pressure on them. I mean, everybody's gunning for them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're they're well equipped because of the turnover rate to 
probably be in, in a good position to at least get to the playoff, if not ultimately win the whole thing. Last thing, most people expect Florida to struggle in football again this year. Do you? Um, struggle's a relative term. I mean, the Florida I grew up with was the alpha dog in college football. Uh, I was born in 88. I saw Steve Spurrier dominate college football for most of my childhood. My mom went to Florida State. So, you know, it, it became increasingly <laughs> difficult seeing the visor, you know, hoisting the crystal ball every year. Um, and then when I was in college, you know, 06, 08, they were the alpha dog in college football. I mean, they were the best program in the country throughout my entire college experience until we were able to kind of take that over at the end of the 2009 season. So uh, it, I think that compared to what Florida has been in the past, yes, I guess you could say I anticipate them struggling, but I also think that Florida might actually have a guy at quarterback compared to what others believe. I think Graham Mertz has a chance to be pretty good. Oh, wow. He's a fresh start. And I, I think he's got a lot of God-given ability that led to him becoming a five-star prospect. It just didn't work out with the pressure that was on his shoulders to be the guy that ushered in a new era of Wisconsin football. Now he gets a fresh start in a run-first offense that might be a pretty good set for him. So the schedule is difficult. You start – Utah on the road's always tough. You know Utah's had that game circled since last fall. Uh, and then, of course, you, you bookend the season with Florida State with eight SEC games in, the, in between. So I think it's a really difficult schedule. Um, but at the same time, like I would be surprised if Florida doesn't show progress, maybe not in the win column, but I would be really surprised if they don't show progress as far as how they execute and how consistent they play this upcoming season. So I anticipate a better Florida team. I just don't know if it's going to be reflected with wins and losses. Greg, great stuff, and I appreciate you taking time to do this. Thanks for talking to Gainesville. We'll get you back down the road here. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Yep, thanks, Greg. Greg McElroy, uh, SEC Network, ESPN, uh, does a great job. All right, the rest of the day, we'll open the phone lines for you. One sixteen time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kaylin Sims. Florida Gators track and field is in Austin, Texas for the NCAA Outdoor Championships today. The Gators are eager to bring home the program's 14th national title as they close out their season. The first event starts tonight at 732. In MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will continue their three-game series against the Minnesota Twins tonight for Game 2. The Rays beat the Twins 7-0 in yesterday's game. Tune in here for live coverage of the game tonight at 6. Lionel Messi has reportedly agreed to join Inter-Miami and will be playing in the MLS this summer. In college softball, Florida State will take on Oklahoma in the World Series tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 8 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sims. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The people of Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue have been in business for over 40 years. The Cousins family opened the doors, and they still run the business today. And they run it very successfully because they've done the same thing very well for over 40 years giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. I'm driving one now I have for years. 
I don't ever endorse anything I don't use or believe in. These people have been great for me. Every vehicle I've purchased from them has been terrific for me, and they will do the very best for you. They take a lot of pride in getting the best selection possible so you get the widest selection to choose in the vehicle you're wanting to purchase. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, or online at secars.com. Go see them in person. You tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hurricane season is here, and making sure you're ready is key if you need to evacuate. Evacuations typically don't have to be hundreds of miles. Having at least half a tank of gas ensures you can evacuate the necessary tens of miles to a safe, sheltering location when a storm threatens your community. Check with nearby friends and family now and have a plan in place for what to do if you are ordered to evacuate. Visit HalfwayFullHalfwayThere.com to learn about more ways to be prepared. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. The year's almost half over, and you're still dealing with that knee or hip pain. Enough is enough. Pills and surgery aren't the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pain. You can do all those summer activities you used to enjoy. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right into your achy joints so your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. This treatment is revolutionary. Patients across America are having life-changing results, and there's no drug, surgery, or downtime. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, you need to stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Learn how the latest advances in regenerative medicine can give you your life back. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. June is National Ocean Month, so it's a great month to help protect marine wildlife wherever you are. Remember to always cut up plastic six-pack rings. Better yet, reduce your use of disposable plastic altogether so that it doesn't end up in local waterways or the ocean. And look to participate in a local beach, river, or park cleanup. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Want to hear a little secret? Dads love chocolate, too. Now that you know, shouldn't you head over to Thornbrook Chocolates for a little something for Father's Day? Just stop into Thornbrook Chocolates on Northwest 43rd Street and pick up something nice for your pop. Thornbrook Chocolates. Give, eat, indulge. From the diamond to the dugout. 
We are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we'll open the phone lines, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve, slow time. So I thought I'd call you, man. Uh, first of all, Steve, I enjoy you and Jeff as much as you and Coach Wise, the basketball show. And, uh, you know, first of all, I agree totally with y'all about Wyatt Langford. Really, really love the guy. Just a great role model and player. Need to say no more. And Steve, also, it was good to see Coach Lopez. Y'all mentioned him. I think he was Arizona still, and uh, the coach from Oregon. You know, I, I, I just vaguely remember him. I'm not going to try to say that name, but uh, just shout out to all the ex gator coaches. And uh, I agree with what y'all said about Texas. Man, went down to Miami, and boy, it just looked like they the world beaters. So watch them. Uh, secondly, Steve, uh, congratulations to the Jags. You were mentioning that, and I think it's probably what, what the Gators got in baseball. You know, those fans deserve that because that sun can be hot down there, and. Uh, you know, September, but I don't know about no, uh, December, but good job with the Jags, man. And, Steve, a lot of talk about you and the Jets and Rodgers, man, and, and the, the quarterbacks in that conference, the four top ones or so. And uh going to be fun, man. Uh, good luck to you, Jets, man. And uh my last thing, Steve, is the call about the NBA wide call. I, I echo everything you say, sir. Pat Riley, even Sproles and those guys down there. Um, Udonis, man, I don't, he, he need to be a coach. And last, Steve, that guy, Jokovic, I've been hopping him for a few months, a month or so. But, you know, Jabbar and the real centers in the league, man. Giannis now, but uh, you know what? That guy don't miss. I've never seen nothing like it. I, I, I'm with Miami, but I don't know. That, do he ever miss? Thanks, Steven. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. John in St. Augustine says, listening to you in the Carolina Mountains. That's nice. My memory is correct. The rules in effect for infield fly if it's not in foul territory. Yeah, it has to be a fair ball. I thought I said that, but if I didn't, yeah, it has to be a, a fair ball. Uh, and uh, Peyton says, baseball versus basketball, with how the two sports are played, would you say winning the College World Series is harder than March Madness? Hmm, let me ponder that for a minute while I talk to PG. PG, hello. Hey, man. Uh, it, it, it is tough, but I, I would probably put it the NCAA tournament just because it's one and done all the time and then it's matchup driven and where they send you. So, I mean, that, that's a tough tournament to win. Well, that's why I would probably lean to March Madness because you, just like Florida did, you can lose a game and still survive. Yeah. So that's why I would yeah. just lean towards March Madness being tougher. Yeah, just a cold game or another guy gets hot or a girl, just the females during the tournament. But um, just a couple things I've been listening today, doing notes and whatnot. But um, so what's interesting there? You had the uh, the gentleman on before McElroy uh, talking about the um, EA game and and some of the players, the higher end guys, or maybe just people don't like the five hundred dollar amount. But it's interesting because Ed O'Bannon, that was that was what kind of started all this. That was the the EA game that was what the point to was for O'Bannon. And now it might set another precedent um, for like kind of the beginning of unionization uh, unofficially 
if they band together. Uh, so that's that's you know pretty unique. But a lot of people don't know that. But the EA Sports game in O'Bannon was, and not to say it wouldn't have happened anyway, but that was that was like the big thing in the lawsuit. So because um, they made the players look just like them with the number, and it right. was them. No, of course it was. Anybody with a brain could see that. Yeah. But you know, like 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 Max said, here's number fifteen. He looks exactly same height, weight. Oh, it's not it's not Tim Tebow. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was a lot of fun. We loved those games. Bill Walsh college football. I mean, they were awesome games, man. It was fun. We all played them in college, high school, whatever. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was talking about streaming. And I got a question for you about that. The SEC seems like they're way ahead because of their ability to stream. It always seems like Sankey's thinking way down the line. And the conference is in good shape there because of ESPN, Disney, ABC. They stream really well. Um, Some of the other conferences aren't in that boat. But what what gets me, my question for you, I've mentioned this to you before about, like, when you're in an establishment, they can't pull up ESPN+. Plus, But the SEC network could play the game. Instead of playing, let's say, a replay. No, they can't. There, there's a rule that they can't do that. Okay. Um, they're, they're only allowed, I may have this backwards, but they're, they're, they're only allowed to broadcast X amount of games. And so it's not as easy as what it would seem to be. It's not like that. Yeah, and I just wonder why, because it's all the same thing. ESPN owns SEC Network, or you know what I'm saying? It's all the same entity. You'd think you'd want to get – you've paid for it. Maybe they didn't pay the SEC teams enough to show more games. But, like, Scott Strickland and them, they probably want all the ADs and the schools to have their their brand, their stuff on the TV as much as you could, can in, like, a streaming set, setting in, like, a, a restaurant or a bar or a sports place. Right? Yeah, but there's, there's rules, in effect, that limit that, and they would have to be changed. Okay, and I understand that. Uh, last thing to get off the air, McElroy did a great job. I was at the edge of my seat. I kept thinking he was going to say something negative, and I'm like, man, because I don't know, he's grown on me lately, and it was really interesting what he said about Mertz, because I feel like the team's going to be pretty solid. And last year, if we were getting the ball to guys maybe that the plays were scripted for instead of ad-lib, we might have done a little bit more. So if he has a good move, Florida, you know, maybe could win eight games. So now is that the Florida in the past? Or are we comparing that to, like, lately? So, you know, to gauge, is it, is it a good season or struggle? I don't know, but I'd take eight wins, man. So if Mertz plays well, we can win eight or not. Yeah, the only thing that the only thing I think where I would quibble with Greg a little bit is when he said, you know, Florida's a run-first offense that he's in. Well, Wisconsin is a run-first offense. Yeah. Right? Well, But there was pressure on him because Wisconsin had not had – you know, that caliber of quarterback. So I do think, you know, in a, if, if you want to look at the glass half full, he learns from that. He probably has better receivers here than at Wisconsin. And certainly the run game is just, seems to be the strength of the offense. So I think he does have a chance to do pretty well. But I'll take this off and ask you this. You know, in the Tennessee game last year, Florida aired the ball out. And there was a couple other games where they did that. I, I still don't know what the offense really is. I, I don't. I mean, you can say run first, and maybe that's what it is, but he seems to kind of adapt to what's going on. So I, I think the jury's still out on that. Or do, do you have a definitive? Like, I don't really, I don't really know. No, I don't think anybody knows now because you've got 
a new quarterback. You've got new people who are in the system. But I, I think if, you know, from an overall 50,000-foot viewpoint, you know, what, what did Florida really rely on? They relied on the run game most of the time. And I think that's a Napier. But if you look at what Napier did at Louisiana with the quarterback, he, that lefty he had, they threw the ball. They, threw, they, they chucked it around a little bit. So I think it just depends on your personnel, you know, what you're going to be able to do. And that's one of the things I'm anxious to see this coming year in terms of play calling, in terms of, you know, how much confidence they have in the throw game to see what Merch does. All right. Appreciate it. Steve. Thank, Thank you, you, PG. 1.30, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired, and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry, that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let Put the worry in their hands and then you'll have great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hey, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. 
Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. There's never been a better time to get that Rolex. Right now at IDC, you can get five years zero interest financing on any pre-owned Rolex watch. A $10,000 Submariner comes to just $167 a month. All hard-to-find pre-owned Rolex models are included. Hundreds to choose from. Wear it today and spread your payments over five whole years without a dime in interest. A $12,000 Daytona is just $200 a month. Hurry, this extraordinary offer ends July 2nd. Only at International Diamond Center. Approved credit, 20% down payment required. See store for details. This zero percent finance offer at idc is insane people are driving for hours to do this it's five years zero interest financing whether you spend three thousand bucks or thirty thousand you can spread your payments over five years with zero in interest and this includes every diamond at idc all shapes from one carat to 20 carats gia certified diamonds get the extreme value price idc is known for for a limited time enjoy five years zero interest financing now through july 2nd at international diamond center for details visit shopidc.com on approved credit from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Cloud cover more widespread today compared to yesterday. Feeling hot and humid. Highs in the upper 80s to lower 90s. Showers will be more numerous as well. They'll start off near the Gulf Coast, move inland and east during the afternoon and evening. A few storms could be strong. Damaging winds and small hail can't be ruled out from the strongest storm cells. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Lows tomorrow morning near 70. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. You know, the game plan sounds simple, like, okay, let Joker score. Well, I don't want to let him score. I just want to make sure his teammates don't score. I think it's the presentation of the philosophy here. Hey, just let him score. No, he had 41. And if that's your philosophy, he'll score 50 on you. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. BB says, I bet somebody's, somewheres, puts all kinds of pressure on EA Sports to pay the players more money because the last thing those somebody's want is a player union. And about golf, he says, the worst thing about the merger is how it makes the 911 families feel already expressed outrage. Uh, how would you feel if your family members were murdered in 9-11 and Saudi Arabia and members of the royal family who are funding live were found to have aided in that heinous crime? Reports of human rights violations, uh, the killing of the reporter, the relationship between Saudi Arabia, its prince, and the U.S. is a complex one, a geopolitical necessity, which complicates matters greatly. The relationship gets stretched to the near-breaking point at times. It is not anywhere near a perfect relationship. Yeah, a lot of things um, go into that situation. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Great show as usual. What you got? Looking forward to the Belmont State. You can bring Dick, uh, Dick back. Yes, he'll be here Friday. Yeah, hoping for a good, healthy, uh, safe race. Horse racing's kind of had a black eye this year. Hoping for no doubt safe, about it. Yeah, hoping for a good, safe Belmont. Hey, Steve, I uh, wanted to uh, discuss scheduling coming off your Greg interview there and one thought about women's sports going to the last hour. 
Hey, um, Steve, Greg made some excellent points, but I'm one of these guys that doesn't like the uneven scheduling. Look, let's say they finally get to nine games. By the way, thanks for correcting me yesterday. I, I thought they did that one seven deal for two years. So that, the, the article I read, I think, told me that, but you say it's a one-year stopgap. In terms of the uh, – You're waiting on Oklahoma and Texas to get to the league, I guess. The, they did a one year, an eight-year schedule this year, one seven, but it's a one-year stopgap, not two, right? I believe that's right, yes. I thought the article I saw said two, but I believe I, guess I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, okay. I, old Sankey was talking about landing the plane. I guess he's still circling the Destin Airport, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't get what he wanted, but I mean, look, this is all dust in the wind here. It it is what it is. I think now you move forward. At least we know in twenty three and twenty four what it's going to be. And we'll know on the 14th what the schedule is going to be, you know, going forward, at least in the short term. So that's all there is. Yeah, and it probably does make sense to let Oklahoma and Texas have a vote. You know, maybe uh, kick the can down the road for two years isn't such a bad idea. And I learned something from Greg there saying it was kind of a power play maybe with the TV networks. Yeah, they can't. They didn't have a vote now. Right, I get that. I know. Okay, okay. But, I mean, sounds like uh, Sankey might have been trying to rattle the cage of uh, ESPN a little bit. Sure. I mean, he wants more money for the other game. I get yeah, that. I would think, yeah, I would think you'd want Texas and Oklahoma to have a be satisfied coming into the league, warm welcome, and get a vote and all that. Hey, one one thing more on scheduling, Steve. Um, I know Georgia and Florida is unique with the cocktail party every year. And who else has neutral site games in the league? I guess Arkansas and Texas A and M play in Jerry World. Uh, you mean against each other? Yeah. How many neutral site games do we have in the SEC every uh, year? I'd have to think. About, I don't know. I'll tell my head. I, think, I don't know. Okay, two, maybe three, maybe I, I think two. Um, you know, there's never a year um, where a Florida team plays five conference road games. But a lot of schools do. And I think that's unfair to coaches. I'd have to go back and look at a schedule. Um, yeah, I think, I could be wrong. I believe Texas A&M and Arkansas play every year in Jerry World in the cocktail party, and I think that's it. And... Um, I would be for 10 conference games. If we learned anything during COVID, you know, they can, you know, do a lot of different things. But um, I think if, let's say you're a third-year coach, you know, the, the hot seat's never far away in the SEC, and you're looking at uh, five conference road games, I really don't think that's very fair to coaches. Well, when you have an uneven schedule, you're going to have that. You, you, it's unavoidable. Well, it's not unavoidable if you stay up with an even number, eight or ten. Well, right, but the way it is now, that's, you know, I, Mike, I, I, I don't, I guess what I don't understand here in all your stuff is it's not, it is what it is. So why waste time, energy, and breath on on something that... Well, well, well no, it's, it's not what is what it is because I haven't figured it out yet. And I'm the, saying in the uh, short term, it is what it is. And we all know what the possibilities are. You, you heard you heard McElroy just say that because he's from he lives in Birmingham that he he thinks they already know who the permanent opponents are going to be when the schedule changes. Yeah, and and they're going to apparently go to a nine game uneven conference schedule. And my point was in my call here is that. 10 of the 14 teams in the SEC don't play neutral site games. So 10 of the 14 teams in the SEC face a year where you're going to play five road SEC games. That was my point. Okay. 
Point man. And I don't. I don't think that's great. I don't think that's great. I'd rather see them go to ten if they're going to. I like an even number. I guess is my point. Okay. Point taken. Hey, hey, one other thing for you, Steve. Last hour, y'all were talking a little Pat Summit there, and um, I, you know, up this way we get a lot of that. I just want to remind folks out there that Gino Ariema is the greatest sport coach in women's basketball history by a country mile, and he was four zero against Pat Summit in national championship games. And he has a winning record against Pat Summit, and the national media will never tell you that. Well, but, I, hey. but I'll flip that around, okay? If it wasn't for Pat Summit, there'd be no Gino. Uh, that's not true at all. Yeah, it is true. Uh, she, she, she didn't do anything for Gino. She tried to whiz on his fire every chance she got. No, you're, you're missing the entire point. Just because she drove a van in the 70s doesn't mean a, a, a flip. You're missing the entire point. Well, what is the point? The point is Pat Summit paved the way for what the sport is now and in part for what Gino – I'm not taking anything away from what Gino did. Absolutely not. He's a terrific coach. He's the and, best and coach in the history of the sport. Mike, don't interrupt me. No, he's the best coach in the history of the sport. Done. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. Gators second baseman Cade Kurland has been named a 2023 freshman All-American, Collegiate Baseball announced this morning. He's the 48th freshman All-American in Gator baseball program history. It was also announced this morning that the Golf Coaches Association of America has named Florida head men's golf coach J.C. Deacon the Division I Dave Williams National Coach of the Year. He's just the second Florida head coach to ever win the award. In the Major League, the Tampa Bay Rays will continue their three-game series against the Minnesota Twins tonight in Game 2. The Rays beat the Twins 7-0 yesterday to lead the series 1-0. Tune in right here for live coverage of tonight's game starting at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Healthcare, fellow workers out there, I'm talking to you. That's right. And remember this. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. If you're a healthcare worker or know somebody who is, this is the place for you. If you're looking for a great adventure over the summer, a family vacation, whatever the outing might be, my healthcare federal credit union can help make it happen. They've got super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and even power sport vehicles. And if you already own one, you can refinance it with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card of up to $100 in the process. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is helping Florida healthcare workers and their families right here in Gainesville, and they can do the same for you. To find out more about who they are and what they do, visit myhcfcu.org, myhcfcu.org. Listen, joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that. Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterward. Simple, right? 
and QC Kinetics remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. At Radiant Credit Union, we know life can get crazy. Mom, the toilet's clogged. (sighs) And when you decide it's time to go on a much-needed vacation, Radiant Credit Union can simplify things with a fast and easy vacation loan. There's no better way to refresh and renew your energy than a nice, long getaway. And Radiant Credit Union can help you get there. So if you want to go from this to this, visit RadiantCU.org slash vacation and get started today. Federally insured by NCUA. Hurricane season is here. Millions of people live in hurricane evacuation zones in Florida. This means that if an evacuation needs to happen, a lot of people need to get on the road. But if you're halfway full, you're halfway there. Keeping your gas tank at least half full during hurricane season ensures you won't have to wait in long lines to get gas when it's time to go. And you don't have to travel hundreds of miles. A half a tank of gas can easily get you to a safe location that's tens of miles away. For more tips, visit HalfwayFullHalfwayThere.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Introducing multi-gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Limited availability in select areas. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Interesting email here. Kenny says, how does your caller figure a neutral field isn't like an away road game for both teams? It certainly isn't on campus. That's right. Now, I mean, if you're Texas A&M and you're playing in Jerry World, I get it. But still, it's not on campus. You're right. Uh, Joe says the PGA's muddied the water by getting in bed with the Saudis. But the NBA's relationship with China is just as bad. China oppresses a sect of people known as, well, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, has them in slave labor camps, a lot of hypocrisy within some of the media by not pointing this out. Others have pointed that out, and I agree, Joe. That is that is under-publicized, uh, if you will. Um, okay, he, he, said, he said okay, so he should be ready to go. Try it. What do you mean it's not working? Okay, Jose, come here for a second. 
We're going to try to get Bob Herrig on here, who is covers golf for Sports Illustrated. Just take that with you. Okay. Um, and then I got an email from Randy. Uh, not enough time to do this today. And it won't be enough time tomorrow because we have an abbreviated show because of Rays baseball. But he said, the last couple of days I've heard people on WYUF talk about Charlie Pell, how he helped to build the football program. I didn't know a whole lot about him because he was born in 1984. After learning about him, he says, I think he was one of the greatest coaches in Gator football history, given the fact that the NIL now allows players to be paid, and among other things, that teams get away with that, that gets swept under the turf. I don't know what that means. I believe Coach Pell should have his name cleared of the tarnishes of the NCAA violations and be allowed to be inducted into the Florida Football Hall of Fame. Alabama and Jacksonville State recognize him for his greatness as past time we do as well. That is a whole nother can of worms. But I will say this. I'm very biased when it comes to Charlie because I was a no answer. Um, okay, give me my phone back, please, and I'll... I don't know why it won't go through, but it's it's a text number, but okay. Um, anyway, having some technical issues here. Um, I was a very young reporter, and and I was working at TV20 as a young reporter, and Coach Pell um, really uh, treated me as a peer, uh, as anybody else. And he did a lot of tremendous things, but they did cheat. And the fact that there's NIL now doesn't make what Charlie did right. So you're not going to erase that. His name should not be cleared in that respect because you can't, rewrite history now do I think because of what happened there's going to be some people and there are very high ranking people at UF who will never honor those teams but it's just one of those things where it's a shame because he did a lot of good things here. I mean, he, he, he made the facilities better, got the money from Ben Hill Griffin to do it, uh, really started the Gator Clubs as we know it, did a lot of really good things. But you, you can't, in my opinion, rewrite history. But we'll explore this more uh, maybe on Friday uh, to – you know, see what you think about that. But I, I, I just don't think you can you can change. You can't take away what happened. All right. Um, we're going to end today by talking quickly with a good friend of our program, Bob Herrick, who covers golf for Sports Illustrated. 
Uh, and obviously, we're going to talk about this whole Live PGA thing. Bob, I know you've been really busy covering this, and I thank you for taking the time. Um, this just seemed to, to take everybody by surprise and come out of left field. I, I, am I overstating that? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all, Steve. I don't think I. Th- I don't think you could say. It. I don't think you could. You could. You could overstate it. It was such a shock um, for the entirety of the live existence. The PGA Tour has been denouncing it, and look, understandably, they they didn't want a rival. They, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you you don't want somebody to infringe on your business. And so they were, they were perfectly, you know, legitimate to, to feel that way. But I think where they're, they're going to run into a lot of problems in the, in the arena of public perception is that they pushed back on the Saudi funding, the, the, you know, the public investment fund, which, yep. which is the backbone of LIV. And they made it about 9-11, and they made it about uh, Jamal Khashoggi and the human rights abuses. And look, all of that is perfectly fine. Like a lot of people hate it because of that. And whenever this comes up and I, I hear it from the live people and all the uh, what about is and whatever, I say, look, you just cannot deny that aspect of it. It was going to be controversial. But when the tour said all that and then now they turn around and are going to take the money from the same place, you know, look, yes. the word hypocrisy comes up and you just can't avoid it. It just... It's just what it's going to be. Look, they changed their mind. They saw, they saw, there's, there's reasons why it makes sense to do it. But I mean, you're going to have a hard time getting past that, that whole thing right there. Okay. Then why, in your view, Bob, did the PGA do this? Well, I, my sense is there's two big reasons. One is they saw the lawsuit not ending anytime soon, it was going to cost them millions. And they were going up against a juggernaut that could afford it and that could, could wear them down. You know, they, they could just keep paying, whereas the PJ Tour was going was gonna to run up quite the, le- the legal tab. And secondly, I think they might have been concerned about some of the stuff that might come out in discovery, in the lawsuit. You know, did they collude? Did they do things to, to restrain trade, which are parts of that lawsuit? And, you know, my sense is maybe they, they started to get nervous about some of the things that, that they knew could come out. And so you add those two things up and you, you realize you're going to keep throwing millions and millions of dollars at this. Um, you realize that even if you win, you might lose because certain things are going to come out. And instead, well, we could try to partner with them and control them. And that's going to be their spin is that the way this setup is, is that the tour will be in control. The PIF is an investor, uh, but not in control. I, I think that remains to be seen. We, there's so many unanswered questions, but, um, you know, that's the way they're, and, and, and you know, they've, they've, they've made their business much more financially viable now. There's a lot of conjecture as to whether or not the <clears throat> designated event thing that's going to start next year is, is financially viable. Like, who's paying for it? It's a huge increase from what the, where they've been. And, and the tour couldn't fund it all. They, they would need, they need the title sponsors to, to help. And if the title sponsors can't put the bill, then where are they? Yeah. So, you know, it was a great idea, 
it makes a lot of sense, but you're talking about increases of eight to twelve million dollars for these tournaments. <clears throat> Think about if the turn if the tour took all that on themselves, it's like you know, you're talking about $100 million, $80 million a year. I just don't think they have that in their reserves. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they might, but it, they, they'd run it down to nothing pretty quick. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the, the title sponsors are probably blocking. Like if, if you had an eight, like, let's take uh, Wells Fargo, for example, which, which was a, a very good tournament before all of this. Usually got really good fields two weeks before the PGA now had an $8 million, $9 million purse before this year. This year it went to $20 million. The tour apparently has subsidized part of that. But Wells Fargo is on the hook for the rest. And next year they're going to be on the hook for all of it. So what, if, you, if you are sponsoring an event that has a $9 million purse, you're probably on the, on the hook for $13 million anyway. It's always more than what the purse is. So let's say they were paying $13 million in 2020, 2022, now you've got to add 11 million to the purse. Yeah. So now you're up to 24 million for a field that you were kind of close to getting anyway. Bob, so I got Just like I'm not sure it was working. I got a, I got 30 seconds left. I want to ask this very quickly if I can. Lots was uh, back and forth with players, you know, going at each other. Will that heal? Do you think? Uh, maybe in time. I think over time, especially if they see the benefits financially, and I think they'll just all come to accept it. You know, they have they, they have no choice. You know, but I think right now it's pretty raw. Okay, pretty, they're they're pretty upset. I appreciate you sneaking us on here, Bob. Thank you for your time. No problem. Thanks for having. You got it, Bob Herrick, Sports Illustrated. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow.